Hey there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because every other kind of culture right now makes you want to die. Now, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against one another in a pop culture battle royale, but now teaming up with another person who's not in your quarantine pod is uh, possibly lethal, definitely irresponsible. So for now, it is one comic against another. And to win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the really good comebacks they've been saving up over the last six months of isolation to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The Pundit Emeritus title automatically gives a person's opinion on, let's say, the president saying that he didn't want to cause panic two weeks after he said that Joe Biden wanted to hurt God more than his civilians. But let's let's keep it lighter than that. Let's keep it pop culture based. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Now let's meet our teams. Our first contestant is a writer and a comic. You can subscribe to her newsletter to get answers to your burning questions like how tall is she and what's her dog's name? It's Brody Gupta. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You are in Los Angeles where the air is soupy. It is. Yeah, it's it not, eats like it's a not meal. great. It's not great. Yeah. How's your energy level? My energy level, you know, I I guess it's like I'm at a strong two. I'm at a strong okay. two. The scale is up to 100. <laughs> great, great, great. A two, we'll take. A two, we'll take. I mean, listen, it's not a zero. Yeah. That's my tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck at home anyway. It's okay. It's exactly. all right to be a little bit logy. The world is on fire. We had, we had some Tatooine-ass skies this week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we really did. We really did. Well, I have a friend who lives in the Bay Area, and she sent me several photos of just outside mm -hmm. her window. Um, mm -hmm. And it looks, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie, bad. In a word, bad. Yeah. <laughs> you might call it bad. Yeah. yeah in in, uh, in a couple rough. words, very bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that the skies down here were partially caused by a gender reveal party is almost too much for me to take. It's it's really too much. And the fact, here's the thing that I think about the gender reveal party situation, um, mm. re the wildfires, is that once, like that kind of thing happening one time is too many, but then happening mm. twice is um, like that, that so specific thing of a, a California wildfire being started by a gender reveal party. Um, yeah. That shouldn't be a trend. It's kind of like how I feel about, you know, more than one unrelated cases in Florida of someone eating another person's face. Um, yeah. I feel like... Yeah. One's too many. One's, one too, one's many. too many. A second one that's unrelated to the first one, it's just going to put me right back to sleep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like it one bit. And it just goes to show what I have thought for many years, straight people are out of control. Out of control. Uh, our second contestant... Our second contestant is the head writer for Jesus and Mero on Showtime, which I love, and he hosts the podcast, which I also love, Make My Day. It's Josh Gondelman. Hello. Hello. It's such a pleasure to be here. 
I am so excited to have you. We've been uh, wanting to get you in here for ages. Um, are you on cocaine right now? <laughs> I know that laughter makes it sound like yes, but no. Yes. That uh, is the that, cokiest laugh I've ever a very heard. Very cokey, just like bursting out into laugh. Like, why would you think that? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Why would yeah. you ask? Um, no, I am not on cocaine now. Uh, rumors of my cocaine use started by Matt Coff and Paul F. Tompkins are yes. 1,000 million infinity percent exaggerated. Yes. Now, for those who don't know, there was it was just like a dumb back and forth. Well, not a dumb back and forth, but just like a, you know, a back and f- <laughs> a back and forth on Twitter that uh, caused Paul F. Tompkins to uh, create a change.org petition, which, by the way, I signed and sent mm-hmm. out uh, <laughs> saying that you are legally bound to do cocaine. To do cocaine. If they got a hundred signatures, which there are now over a thousand. So it was over a thousand before change.org realized, oh, this is a petition to get someone to do cocaine. We can't have that on our website. Did they take it down? Yeah, they took it down. Wow. That's fantastic. (laughs) They're like, this is for people mad that the Golden Girls got canceled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what this website's for. This is for we got to tell Trump he needs to recycle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh wow but it did get over a thousand signatures over which does signatures. i mean i know change.org has their own rules and everything but by mm-hmm. you know just by j- just street rules that mm-hmm. means you got you got to pick your 10 nights you have to do cocaine 10 times before <laughs> ten nights. that's like yeah 1.25 hanukkahs <laughs> yeah okay sure i i don't follow the math exactly but <laughs> i mean they don't have to all be in a row but just okay. between now and your death you do have to pick 10 nights. over so 10 just, okay 10 nights yeah. total lifetime like a like a subway frequent uh that's exactly sandwich that's exactly right if you okay. haven't received it in the mail yet it is coming <laughs> uh you have now met our players and uh exposed their drug problems so now <laughs> it is time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week pop culturally speaking players if you are ready you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or possibly tragically overlooked story or person or event of the past week or two we're gonna we're gonna keep it in the world of pop culture because uh, truly everything else is is too maddening uh brody go you can go first what uh what happened in the last couple weeks that we're not talking about i mean i'll say in the last couple days the announcement that keeping up with the kardashians is ending after Brody, how do you feel i mean it's been what 45 seasons yes over something like that over the course of the past 75 years i mean that's like half of my life and what a whirlwind what an it's a new world the world was you know it was bad enough that chris jenner was like no more i'm on to a new thing now and her new thing who knows who knows what it's gonna be Maybe it'll be Who a quarantine knows? hobby. Did you watch? Were you a viewer? I was a viewer of um of like most of it. I was a viewer of a yeah. lot of it. It was, you know, I, I was I, I would say I watched from when like I definitely watched um through Kim's first marriage and then onwards. Oh. I've been, you know, I've Basketball been guy? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, guy also named Chris, same spelling as uh, her mom, which I don't know, maybe right. we look into. But um, uh-huh. I've been watching since then, and I've been generally keeping up, you know, as mm-hmm. as the show has demanded I do. As the title exhorts <laughs> yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as E! exclamation point begs me to do every <laughs> Sunday. 
Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's the end of an era. It's interesting because it, it does feel like culturally in the like context of the world, that is cor the correct move because the show is just like this insane display of continuous opulence that people yeah. do not have the patience for right now. So I understand it on that level but i will say i'm gonna miss the gang i think that they should have just done a i think that they should take you know the cast otherwise known as a family and they should they should do like a simple life thing anyway so that i'm i've been a big i've been a big kardashians viewer and now the yeah. kardashians are ending it is the end of an era um who knows what's going to happen next for the kardashian uh, Jenners? well we all do which is they're going to take like four months off and then yeah. Right. right. It's, it's going to be like gonna... the share farewell tour that lasts for 37 years. Yeah, it's going to be an animated show now. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait. I hope I get to do a voice. Josh, what uh what is the uh, what's the story that you think we should be paying attention to? I'm hoping to fill the Kardashian-sized hole in my heart personally with the real housewives of Salt Lake City because Ooh. being uh, a Housewives franchise set in Utah, I do feel like they missed out an opportunity to have all the women be one guy's wives. I think that would be pretty <laughs> so spectacular. True. So true. The biggest story that I think that that brings me so much joy in pop culture that, that I think people are missing out on is that there's going to be this uh, Princess Bride reading right like it's yes. on online you, people can watch it's i think september 13th and it's to benefit the democratic party of wisconsin which that's that's all fine and good i i love the princess bride it's like a very important movie to young me i think like the tone is really sharp and funny and uh and and earnest at times and i'm really glad like this is one of those reunions that i was like oh this is a little a thrill to me a, a, a bolt of nostalgia that has jump-started my heart but the best part of it is that ted cruz senator ted cruz is a big princess bride fan and he's mad that the cast is supporting the democratic party and they hate him uh, and I think that's so wonderful. Like Ted Cruz has all these pop culture passions. He loves the Princess Bride. He loves the Simpsons. And the people involved in making those do not like him at all. And when he tweets like, well, huh, it's a shame that they have to make this partisan. They tweet, I think Carrie Ellis tweeted like, well, you could join us if you left the fire swamp or like whatever. And yeah. uh, he, they just love to dunk on him. And it reminds me of like when you hear that a person who owns like a, a rare and venomous snake had their arm swallowed swallowed by the snake and you're like i guess that's sad but mostly i laugh um i like yeah. I, I just like this thing that you love hates you so much and deservedly so and and so that brought me a little bit of joy i always i think it's hilarious when people l like love things like i'm super into the princess bride or whatever and miss the messages completely yeah like what do you have you have you actually paid attention to an episode of The Simpsons, or is it just like funny voices, and and, right. you, and you get excited when Bart says "I caramba" or whatever? <laughs> right, like he it's... likes he likes The Simpsons like a nine year old in nineteen ninety two likes The Simpsons. Yes, yes. <laughs> what a fucking douche. Okay, <laughs> Princess Bride versus the Kardashians. This is a matchup for the ages. Um, those, by the way, are your buzzing words: Princess Bride, Kardashians. Keep them at the ready as we move forward. Let's get it started with a show. No. See, I yelled and then I messed it all up.
<laughs> Let's get it going with a round we like to call Don't Fall For It. Now the leaves are turning brown. The days are getting shorter. I I guess. I don't know how we'll know with no sky, but whatever. Um, and even though it was April uh, four minutes ago, October is nearly here. It is time for the season that is the very best when it comes to reminding us of our own mortality. And if you're in Los Angeles, California, ordering sweaters that you can never wear, autumn. I'm going to read you some autumnal traditions from around the world. You need to tell me if they are true or false, real or fake. Okay, Brody, first one is for you. Tell us if this is true or false. In the UK... On November 5th, they let off fireworks and throw an effigy of a Catholic terrorist onto a bonfire. True or false? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say true. Brody, you are absolutely correct. It's Guy Fawkes Day. <laughs> Commemorating the day Parliament was not blown up in 1605. One point to you and to each Kardashian. Josh Gondelman, question number two is for you. In Cambodia, locals spend three days throwing a regatta celebrating the flow of a big river changing direction. True or false? That sounds awesome. I would like it to be true, and I don't know otherwise, so I will say true. You're correct! It is the Tonle Sap River in Phnom Penh, uh, and the flow reversal is caused by heavy rains. And I'm sure that I said every one of those words wrong, including rains. <laughs> Uh, number three is for Brody. In Wales, to celebrate the coming of winter, they make a type of porridge out of exactly nine ingredients and share it between unmarried women. Whoever gets the pot with the ring hidden in it will be the next to marry. True or false? Okay, well, it's a dish in the UK with nine ingredients. That seems like a lot of ingredients for a British meal. <laughs> True. I'm going to say false. Unfortunately, it's true. It is called Kalangarf. It's a lot of it's a lot of lot, a lot of, of vowels just thrown all together. That I think I said it right. That's a real thing. I hope they don't do that this year. Just a bunch of women eating out of one dish during this time in history. Not cool. No, uh, no that cool. that has no, to be reserved for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> right. Very good point. Question number four is for Josh. Uh, we take you, Josh, to Iceland, where in late September, they pour hot soup into the ocean to ask the sea gods for calm shores through the dark months. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. I mean, I don't know a lot about science, so that does seem like it might work. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, <laughs> that's as, that's more than I like. Hey, here's some chowder. <laughs> Be cool, Poseidon. I'm going to yeah. say yes, that's true. I wish it were true, too, but it's false. However, uh, just because it's false now doesn't mean we can't try it. That's right. I, there's right? an ocean near me. I could pour soup in it anytime I want. Why don't you go do that? You should do that. Get some <laughs> deli soup and go to town. Brody, number five is for you. In southern Poland, they get all of the children to line up and take it in turns to insult the largest pig in the region. Oh, my God. A real roast. Okay. I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really want to believe that that's true, but I'm I'm worried. Okay, I'm going to go with my worried gut, which is false. Correct. It is false. It is false. Oh, I wish and it doesn't true. sound like a good idea. It's animal cruelty. It's animal mental cruelty. Okay, well, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. And that's just as bad. Uh, yeah, no pig number shaming. Six. No pig shaming. Thank you. Not here. Not today. Uh, question number six. Josh, in China, to celebrate the full moon on the 15th day of the eighth lunar cycle... 
people light incense sticks, pull their trousers down, and expose their buttocks. True or false? This lit- this mooning sounds too literal. It sounds like too literal a way to celebrate the moon, and I'm going to have to say false. Well played, Josh Gondelman. It is all true except the butt <laughs> thing. So, yes. Oh, nice. Thank you. you. Knew, in fact, two points to you because you knew it was false, and you knew why it was false. Well done. That's a head writer <laughs> for you. you. Uh, number seven, Brody. In Peru, they spend October celebrating a painting of Jesus, which was the only thing left standing in Lima after a huge earthquake in 1687. I'm going to say true. That's a beautiful story of the tenacity. Isn't that a lovely story? The tenacity and it is of true. paintings. Yeah. The tenacity de la Jesus. Uh, the uh, the festival is called El Señor de los Milagros, and it means Lord of Miracles. Huh. That's lovely. God, as always, has his priorities straight. Forget the people. Save the family picture. Save um, the heirlooms. That's the save thing Save the about heirlooms. God. It's the most important shit. Uh, finally, number eight is for you, Josh Gondelman. In Romania, on the 29th of November, they eat loads and loads of garlic. Yeah, they gotta. Why do they gotta? It's vampire season starting up. Oh, uh, that's true. December in Romania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's vampires all over the place. You could eat <laughs> pumpkin so much spice garlic. and vampires in uh, in Romania in October, November. Cozy sweaters and getting your neck bit. Yep. You are absolutely correct. However, it is to ward off evil spirits on the eve of St. Andrew's Day. So. Kind of. Not too far. Right. Yeah, wow. not too far off. Uh, all right. That is round one. And at the end of it, our scores are as follows. They are. Ooh, Princess Bride's got four. The Kardashians have three. Just behind as we move into our second round, which is a round we are calling Dun Dun. Okay, because September 13th marks the 30th anniversary of Law & Order. Law & Order Prime, as we would call it now, <laughs> premiered in 1990, which means it is also the anniversary of one of the most iconic television sound effects of all time. Let's hear it one more. Yep, the dun-dun sound. Now, in honor of that, today we're going to play a game featuring several other TV sound effects. The game is quite simple. We will play a sound effect. You can guess which one it is, which show it comes from. We'll go back and forth on this one again, so there's no need to buzz in. If your opponent gets it wrong, you will have a chance to steal. Okay, so Brody number one is for you. Uh, what is this sound? Oh, man. Okay. It's real exciting. Makes your blood pump. All right. And maybe twice as fast as normal. Is it? It's not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, is it? It is not, Josh, to steal. It is Jeopardy. It's the daily double when someone guesses that or chooses it the clue that's the a daily, daily double. It is the daily double point to you. And the next question is for you, Josh Gondelman. What is this sound? There you go. There you go. Oh, that's Wheel of Fortune. That is the Wheel of Fortune chime. I forget what it indicates, but that is the Wheel of Fortune chime. Point to you. Brody, the next one is for you. Let's hear it. First of all, a gorgeous song. <laughs> Great, right? Beautiful. A beautiful song. <laughs> Would love yeah. to hear an acoustic cover. I don't know, guys. I'm bad at this. I feel like it's some kind of either crime or supernatural show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're on the right track. All right. Especially with that second hmm. adjective. I mean, it is gorgeous. Should we get lost in it one more time? Should we get lost in it one more time? Mm-hmm. 
let me just say this. The clue that I gave you was totally not intentional at all. Hmm. And it was not so much a clue as the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the show Supernatural? No! What? Josh to steal. Well, oh, Oh, I I get it now. This was a show that I didn't, I haven't seen. But is it Lost? The show Lost. It is Lost. It is. You said let's get lost in it again. Yeah, and I the the word came out of my mouth, and I was like, well, I'm literally saying the answer right now. Oh well, I should have. You know, I should have gotten that because you said it out loud. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the you know. I can't believe Taylor Swift cut that song from Folklore, and it's only on the deluxe edition. I know. I know. It's gorgeous, though. It's a real new direction for her. Uh, Josh. Yes. Number four is for you. Let's hear it. Okay. The beeping sounds like an EKG or something. Like, it sounds like a heart monitor. So, I'm going to go with a medical show. I'm going to say Grey's Anatomy. Incorrect. Brody to steal. A house MD? No, no, you're you're caught up on the medical. It was not a medical show. It was the ticking clock from Twenty Four. Oh, of course. Yes. Problem uh, when you don't watch right. good television. <laughs> yeah. It, even even now, even now, when we're literally chained to our couches, uh, Brody, number five is for you. Me me. Wait, is that is that Roadrunner? <laughs> That is the Roadrunner. <laughs> Going all meep meep and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Point to you. And finally, uh, for Josh. Oh, gosh. I, this one is, I, I think, I feel like I'm going to screw it up. But I know, I think I know the genre. It's like one of those old supernatural sitcoms. Is it Bewitched? Yes, it is the nose twitch noise from yes, Bewitched. Okay. Point to you. All right. I would recap our scores, but let's let's try and go for some bonus points. Um, for a bonus point, each of you has a chance to make an iconic television sound and see if I can guess what it is. Okay? Do you have one? Okay. Either one of you can go first. Just, just let me know when you're ready. Brody, do you have one? I've got okay. one. I can go first if you want. Oh, go ahead. Okay. That is Charlie Brown's teacher, Miss Othmar. Yes. <laughs> Point to you. Okay. Uh, Brody. Mine is a little, a little tricky. All right. Okay. <laughs> I would expect One, no less. two, three. Oh, the, that's the 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 famous uh, clap. From uh, the the Friends theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. You guys are good. You each get a bonus point. Thank you. All right. Let's tabulate them scores. Uh, At the end of that round, where do we stand? Well, I'll tell you. Princess Bride has nine. Kardashians have five. Oh, but it's still anyone's game. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this short break. Dun, dun. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. 
You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a Floby, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Brody Gupta and Josh Gondelman. Our next round is called Songs of the Bummer. And we have officially reached the end of what has technically been summer, although it's going to be hot as fuck for the next couple months here in Los Angeles. Um, the world is on fire. We're still not allowed to go out and play in it. This has not been a great summer. But one of the trademarks of any summer, good or bad, is the designation of certain tracks as a song of the summer, including... Well, this one that you've probably heard. That's a song we just listened to by The Pool. It is a very summery song. But how many people have actually listened to the verses of this song? Let's... Let's dive in. I've been praying for forgiveness. You've been praying for my health. When I leave this earth, hoping you'll find someone else. Cause yeah, we still young. There's so much we haven't done. Getting married, start a family. Watch your husband with his son. I wish Yeah, that's right. It's about someone on his deathbed reminiscing about the life that he did not get to share with his 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 loved one, his partner, because he's dying young. That is uh, a perfect song for the summer of uh, 2020. But the song joins a litany of upbeat, happy summer songs that are secretly a fucking drag. So for this game, we are going to play you some song clips. You will use your buzzing words to tell us if the song is summer or bummer, happy or sad. To make it more interesting, if you know why the song is a bummer, you will earn an extra point. Let's hear track number one. You will buzz in for this one. Brody, raised her hand. I think it's a song of the summer. <laughs> it is. It is. They're walking on sunshine and don't it feel good? Don't it feel now, good? Don't it feel good? Now, I, w- I actually would have accepted Bummer on that one, too, because it reminds me of that episode of Intervention about the woman who inhales the, uh, the compressed air canisters. Aww. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> oh, no. but was a woman who, her addiction was, uh, was huffing from uh, compressed air canisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. Princess Bride. Josh Gondelman. That's Hey Ya, and it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's about like why uh, breaking. It's about breaking up. It's about how love doesn't last yeah. forever. That's exactly why. That is a bummer. So two points for you. It's still uh, honestly. It still gets the nanas out on the floor at a wedding though. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Me too. And me. Me too. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's a jam. All right, number three. <laughs> Only 
Princess Bride. Yes. I'm going to say bummer. Why? I can't tell you. It's just got that kind of (laughs) sad Brit pop feel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it it is a bummer. You are correct. You do get a point there. Uh, It's actually a bummer for two very serious reasons. Uh, One, the song itself is about a dance hall. Uh, which is a symbol of Ray Davies' childhood, and it was torn down and turned to a bowling alley. Also, in real life, the song was written as a tribute to Ray Davies' sister, who died of a heart attack out dancing on his 13th birthday. Oh. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a song of that a bummer. Is a, that's a double bummer. Major bummer. Yeah. That's a major bummer. All right. Uh, song of the summer, number four. Janelle right. Monet's tightrope, summer or bummer? You buzzing in, brother? Kardashians. I'm going to say yes. summer. Absolutely correct. It's about keeping positive and persevering despite naysayers. I'll say a nay all the time. Fuck them. Stupid the um, horses. Stupid horses. I hate them and their dumb mouths and teeth. Uh, question number five. Or song number five. Brody. This is a song of the summer. Absolutely right. Pharrell, it it makes him so happy that when he was discussing it with Oprah, he broke into tears of joy. And those tears later became his hat. They all (laughs) built up. They built upwards. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. The man is a magician. Uh, Song number six. To my little record player on the floor. So this is what the volume knobs for. I listen to uh, dance. Th- uh, my thing, uh, Princess Bride. Yes, that's um, that's dance music by the Mountain uh-huh. Goats, and uh-huh. it's sad because all the Mountain Goats songs are sad. But that album yes! is about like like an unhappy childhood. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. It's about blasting dance music on the radio to drown out his parents fighting downstairs and uh, trying to stave off depression. Um, I don't know what world. The Mountain Goats dance music is a song of the summer, but for a very specific kind of person, it is, and I'm glad that person exists. I um, uh, I had a whole summer of from the same album this year. The song "I'm Gonna Make It Through This Year" if it kills me. Oh, that was the yes. song of the summer for me one time. <laughs> same, same, same. Yes. Oh my god! And still, and it brings me right back to that very difficult summer every time I hear yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Knew I liked you, Gondelman. Uh, <laughs> song number seven. Let's hear it. Kardashians. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is a song of the summer. It is a hopeful song. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid it's not. It's what? about regretting uh, a to- being caught up in a, in the cycle of a toxic relationship and not being able to get out. Here we go again. So this person is charismatic and troubling, and he draws her back in. Here we go again. I mean, are the movies the happiest things you've ever you've yeah. ever seen? Yes, yeah. even with, even with yeah. a dead Meryl Streep, they're unbelievably happy. Unbelievably happy. Uh, the best experience so, I've yeah. ever had in the movie theater. Oh, it my also God. it definitely throws you off because I can't imagine anyone sincerely being like "Mamma Mia," <laughs> like if they're actually yeah. struggling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but even the chorus is like. How can I resist you? Like, it's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of this, come on. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like what I say to ice cream. <laughs> yeah, they the, these people turn down a billion dollars to tour again together just because they make each other very, very sad. But so beautifully. Uh, song number eight. That's the song. Princess Bride. Yes. You know, I said it, but only because I recognize the song. Not, I don't know what it's about. I'm going to say it is a song of the summer. It's nice to see balloons. Mm, unfortunately, it is about uh, the fallout from a nuclear attack. The only ah. thing that is left. It's actually, no, it's caused by 99. Somebody lets go 99 red balloons. And right. it's mistaken for a... A nuclear warhead and then something something super scary call the troops out in a hurry oh, everyone right. is captain kirk it's it's a yeah it's a mess i you know uh, there's a lot a of that song i've missed and i don't think <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm happier knowing what it's really about yes yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah especially now it's technically a protest song i think <laughs> i think it is yeah it's a protest mm. song protesting a bummer uh and finally song number Kardashians. Yes. I think this is a song of the summer. You're absolutely right. Because not only is it about true love and sticking by each other, no matter what life throws at you, it also calls to mind Tom Holland on Lip Sync Battle. Yes. Who somehow made me gayer. Like, I don't, I, it's, I I didn't, I didn't think he was my type. And then I saw that and. Well, changes happened. Uh, let's recap our scores after Songs of the Summer. Princess Bride's got 14. Kardashian has eight. But it's okay. Our next round could be decisive. We will get to it after this short break. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about the, this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, and... Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on Maximum Fun... Dot org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. With us are Brody Gupta and Josh Gondelman. It is now time for our final round. This is a favorite game of ours that we have not played in a hot little minute. It is called We Are the Champions. Now, the thermometer in L.A., may not show it, but we are heading into fall. It's the coziest season of the year. It's often marked with things like uh, changing of the leaves or uh, pulling, pulling some scarves out of a, a box in your closet or seeing people get aggressively angry on the internet because somebody enjoys a latte flavor that they don't. Just like spring and summer, fall, it's going to be a little bit different this year, but that doesn't mean we need to despair or forget the warm traditions that have 
gotten us through seasons past and the delights that we can all look forward to again as we move forward. So I'm going to give you a list of popular types of fall traditions. I want you to give a quick recollection to tell me why the place you grew up in was the best at enjoying autumn. Now, Josh, I don't. I, where did you grow up? I, oh, I feel like I grew up in the autumn capital of America. I grew up in Massachusetts, just outside oh my God, you did. Of, of Boston. Yeah. So oh my I feel God. like I'm yeah, at, you at an did. advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I went to school in Western Massachusetts just to wear sweaters. That's not a joke. <laughs> like I wanted ivy on the walls and I wanted a thick sweater and a J. Crew barn jacket. Brody, mm-hmm. how about you? Well, I mean, you know, Josh claims that he, that Massachusetts is the fall <laughs> capital of the world, but what he's forgetting is about Fort Wright, Kentucky. <laughs> oh, I bet that's good too. I, I, mean, I, I see a covered bridge. Yeah. It's, listen, uh huh. <laughs> I okay, just great. fall asleep. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call out some traditions. Uh, if your town's traditions were a little different than these, feel free to provide your own little spin on it, or you can make some shit up. Whatever. Um, okay, and you'll you'll each have a chance. Local harvest festivals or small town carnivals. Chime in. How did your town do it best? So in my in around where I grew up on the North Shore of Boston, Massachusetts, there was a big we didn't have a state fair, but we did have the Topps Field Fair, which is a regional fair. And they would have big pumpkins and racing, small racing pigs, which I think is not kind to the animals, but was wonderful at the time. You'd get fried dough and cider and you'd look at local crops. And it was uh, it was like the one time. Oh, and there was a Ferris wheel. It was just like the like kind of a fall carnival coming to town for two weeks. And it was a treat. Wow, that sounds delightful. Brody, can you top it? Um, You know, we had, I can't top it, but I can give you a different mm. thing, which was that the Walmart that was down the street from us, it was this Walmart Supercenter, their fall tradition was putting some big paper turkeys around. Mm. Uh, that I was waiting for more, but that's it. You know, we all were. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm going to have to give the points to you, Brody, for that one, because that was really good. That was really good. (laughs) Yeah. That made me feel feel autumn. (laughs) Yes. That's when you knew it was fall, was when um, the Walmart Supercenter told us it was. I love it. And no real turkeys were harmed. No real Um, turkeys were harmed. Homecoming or or your high school's fall-themed school dance. I'll tell you at mine at our at our uh, pep rally bonfire thing. Uh, I went to seventh to twelfth grade school, and when I was in seventh grade, like the senior football team, it was like there was a big bonfire before the homecoming game, and they all like um, one of the monks. It was I was a Catholic school, it was run by monks. Um, had to uh, introduce the team, but they had all changed their numbers to sixty nine. And him being a monk, he didn't understand why everybody was number sixty nine. But the rest of us got it, and we thought it was a real hoot. Anyway. Oh man, and the- I would, I would pay probably one hundred dollars to watch someone like explain to a monk what sixty nine was. Oh, I don't think they ever found out. Incredible. Have yeah. you thought I, about maybe writing back to the school now? No. Just to no, explain it? No. no. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That checks out. We sent we sent so many monks to alcohol rehab. I can't even I can't even count. <laughs> I literally cannot count. There were like 
two or three a year, and that is not an exaggeration. Technically, the we Lord shepherded them to rehab. Yeah. You were just yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. We were the we were the proximate cause, but yeah, yeah. The working through you, you were just a vessel yeah. for causing yeah, alcoholism. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> One of the twelve points is in fact Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So my high school, we we had. A, we did a lot of fall activities, but like homecoming was once every four years, which it was a small school. There wasn't a ton of like the sports program, especially football when I was there, wasn't super robust. But I think homecoming once every four years is great. That's all you need. You have one homecoming. It was my my friend Corey was homecoming queen. And and that was it for four years. Memorable. They don't blend together like when other places you make a big deal out of it. Just uh, one and done. Oh, I love that. That's very smart. That's very smart, Brody. Well, our homecoming, it it was, you know, similar. We didn't have a huge sports program. We didn't have a football team. We just had a soccer team. Uh, And so homecoming, like, that was the homecoming game. Um, And we had a homecoming dance. uh, And I was was asked to the homecoming dance by... by someone in my class and I didn't realize he was asking me on a date. Uh, and so then I kind of just showed up and he was like, well, I thought you weren't coming to homecoming. And I was like, Oh, I, I figured out a ride situation. He was like, Oh, well, I thought that maybe we were going to go together. And I was like, listen, listen, I didn't get that from our text. And then I looked back at the text and he was like, would you want to be my date? And so I was like, yeah, maybe I should have gotten that. Wow. So cruel, Brody. I know, I know. So capricious and cruel. Points to Josh for that one. Two points. It's like um, Gossip Girl over here. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, next tradition: local haunted houses. Okay, there's no. Okay, Josh. The local haunted houses of Massachusetts. No, you can't because where those true. are, that's where they used to murder teenage girls for being witches. Yeah. Uh, and. You go to, you know, we had the Salem Witch Museum. So they were like, other places? Oh, yeah, we have ghosts and they you put a, your hand in a bowl of noodles. Here, we take you to a real museum where you see a guy being crushed by rocks for hiding witches as he yells, more weight, like in the crucible. And you go, fuck, that's spooky, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. Brody. What if did I you was... have hell houses? Did you have, like, Christian hell houses? Uh... No, we did not. But what if I was like, this is also where teenage girls were burned. <laughs> but ours was, was a tradition that still happens. Yeah, they did it well through the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, well through the 2000s. Two- Listen, it was, it was the early 2000s and also the late 2000s. <laughs> um, it was a different time and different this time. time. No, we did not. But we had... Um, we had a costume parade that we would watch. Oh, this was really fun. Actually, we would go uh, we would go watch the costume parade on Halloween that was all small children. And so they would all like, you know, they would all be in their like pumpkin costumes or ghost costumes or something. And when you're, you know, the ages from three to five, it's like amazing if you keep any clothes on. And so it was like just watching this procession of children get increasingly frustrated by their own costumes. And then by the end of it, like half of them them were just like half naked picking their noses. Oh, that was perfect. fun. Points to you for that one. <laughs> that was um, really cute. Okay, and, 
and finally, you know, this isn't this isn't on the script, but I'm going off piste. Uh, your best Halloween costume. Anyone can jump in. You know, when I was in high school, I wore um, just an entire like mom outfit and I just handed out candy the whole day and told wow. people that they were so cute. <laughs> and that was pretty fun. People like oh that. Oh, my God. What a comedy that, that mind you had. Incredible. Pretty fun. <laughs> I concede that fully, but I will say mine because I'm proud of my vest because it, it was simple and elegant. My wife and I a few years ago went to her work party. Uh, my wife Maris and I went as Bob and Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers, which was like very mm-hmm. easy to put together, but still looked exactly like the thing, which to me is the sweet spot for costumes. It took like, uh, you know, white T-shirt, uh, dark gray pants, apron, fake mustache, and I was there. And Maris had kind of um, cat's eye glasses, red long sleeve T-shirt, and jeans. And it was just like unmistakable, but took, you know, it took as long as it takes to order an apron off of the internet. Perfect. Very smart. Very smart, but it can't touch Brody. Of six points can. to you for that one. <laughs> Brody, six points. <laughs> I love it. so much. Uh, and I'm furious that this Halloween is going to be a bust because I had the best idea like November 3rd of last year and I wrote it down and I was so excited. Uh, it was a partner costume. It'd be me and Ben as Kim Cattrall and her husband uh, doing free verse poetry yes! at stand-up bass. Very good. <laughs> there Very are... good. Very excited for that. It's going to have to wait another year, unfortunately. There are two uh, things. All right. What? Yeah. Oh, Brody. I was just going to say there are two things that really make me believe in God, and it's that video and Adele Dazeem. That's it. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Truly, I could talk about Adele Dazeem forever, so let's. Um, mm-hmm. The the thing, wh- what's your favorite thing about it? About Adele oh. Dazeem? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have one. Can I do yeah. yeah, go. It, sure. This year, um, it, 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 it literally didn't occur to me until this year, this is probably like six years later, that he said the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem because yeah. Adina, Adina Menzel is in Wicked. Yeah, it took me till oh, this year that. to realize that. Did not oh, get wow. that because I was okay. so focused on Adele Dazim and how funny a yeah. phrase "wickedly talented" is. Yeah, and then I yeah. put it all together. No, that was wordplay. That was purpose. My yeah. favorite wordplay. part of it is the respectful accent that he said her name yes. with. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I what I love is the is the white guy confidence of just like. I don't remember your name. I can't read the thing. So now, now this is your name. <laughs> like, I'm just going to barrel through, give you a totally different name. And now it's going to be your name. <laughs> I love when people, when people guess someone else's name is like, a th- it's like, no, no one's name is Adele Dazeem. <laughs> <laughs> like no one's ever said Adele Dazeem to him before. That's a completely yeah, ever, new sound ever. you made. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, guess what? It's yours now. Take it. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. All right, let's recap our final scores. This is for the title. You guys, I can't imagine anything more perfect. It's a tie. It's a tie. Wow. You're both pundit ameriti, I guess it would be, plural. Well done. I'm happy with a tie. I like it when more people are happy. I really do. do. I, yep. An honor to, to be uh, tied with you, Brody. Oh my gosh, an absolute honor for me as well. I love this. I love this. this is the this is the little little kick of joy that I needed. And now, 
Even better, it's time for plugs. Tell us what you're working on and then tell us something you want the rest of the world to know about that someone else made. We'll start with you, Brody. Um, I'm not really working on anything, but I do have a newsletter. It's just brothy.substack.com. And it's, um, it's horrible. And I suggest that everybody um, subscribe to it. And a thing that Great. I Doing it right now. love to plug is um, there is a video on YouTube that I constantly watch of MasterChef Junior, where an eight-year-old child makes the perfect steak and says words like rusticity. It's insane oh. to watch. She is eight. That's heavy. Okay, Avery, please describe your dish to us. For my entree, I have made you a seared ribeye cap, wilted mustard greens, glazed pearl onions, a chimichurri sauce, and a bone marrow compound butter. I was going for upscale steakhouse restaurant quality, but also a bit of rusticity with the branded tortilla garnish. Aside from all the rusticity, this represents Texas. Only one thing matters, and it is the cook on the steak. Yes, Joe. It's heavy, and I'm into it. Josh (laughs) Gondelman, how about you? Oh, I have a new comedy game show podcast called Make My Day, where there is only ever one contestant, so the only contestant always wins. Um, and and watch Jesus and Marrow on Showtime, where I'm uh, just a regular writer and and co-executive producer. Um, oh, just a just one of those, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I hate I get so uncomfortable where it's like, oh, head writer, not me, never. Um, even though it's like just my direct boss, um, who's wonderful. But um, and then something that someone else has made that I really love is um, someone remind. I saw this on Twitter. It might have been Sarah Marshall who hosts. Uh, you're wrong about which is great mm-hmm. but uh jamie loftus made a podcast about joining mensa and kind of like the weird politics of mensa and like the weird politics of uh i uh, iq testing in general and it's great it's like so good i think it's called my year in mensa uh, but it's jamie jamie loftus made it and it's great awesome yeah. thank you for that Uh, I'm Dave Holmes. You can buy my book, Party of One, wherever books are sold. And I would direct you to, what would I direct you to? Um, Oh, I'll tell you, Josh Gondelman's book, Nice Try. Oh, thank you. An absolute joy. Um, Thank you. You also did a thing called uh, You Blew It with the great Joe Berkowitz. That is Mm -hmm. also literally a huge laugh in every paragraph. Um, Thank you. And Brody's Substack, which literally I'm subscribing to right now. You guys are the best. Brody Gupta, Josh Gondelman, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with your headphones on. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Josh Gondelman. Make a noise. Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> oh, that was a bad noise. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Brody Gupta. Hey. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Be safe. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.